Wow. So I want to talk uh, very briefly this afternoon uh, because I'm going to introduce the topic then we preach together. Can I have some microphones? The guys who have mics, I need to have some like microphones because we're going to preach together. Oh, in fact, you've got like so many of them. You're so ready. Can we appreciate our tech team? You guys are amazing. Let me just tell you, these guys have been running around crazy because of all the chaos. And every time the devil has thrown something at them, they make it better. You know, and I just, I'm so grateful for this team. You, you guys are dedicated, you're passionate. The guys in the sound, the people running around, the people at the sound desk at the back, the camera crew, every single one of you, the people doing the projection. Uh, come on, we can appreciate these servants of the Most High. We bless God for every single one of you. This house, the camera crew as well, uh, the video team, we just appreciate every single one of you. Uh, we love you and we appreciate how you serve us. They're serving us, by the way. Uh, they're serving us. Because instead of just listening like us, they're listening and doing something as well uh, to help the rest of us. So I want to talk about the hidden treasures of generosity this afternoon. And the reason I say I want us to preach together it's because I believe some of you have serious testimonies when it comes to the hidden treasures of generosity. And so today I just thought the way to keep people awake, if one preacher preaches, you'll sleep. But if people, you know people are different and people have different ways of expressing. So I want to just give us an opportunity to just learn about this. And I'm going to tell you some exciting stuff as we go along. But I'm just thinking that as we talk about the hidden treasures of generosity, there's someone we need to preach to. There's someone who doesn't know what you know. And especially for those of you who've been part of Mavuno, you are you're experts at this subject. By the way, if you've been coming to Mavuno for 10 years and you're not an expert on generosity and, and finance, I'll not even ask, I'll not even continue with that. So I wanna, we, we've been talking about the fact that God is a rewarder. And I gave one of the last, the last point I made in the last message is I said, God will reward you for sharing your resources to father his kingdom. And I want to just talk about the fact that, you know, God is such an amazing God. He gives us many opportunities to give, to be generous with resource. It's like he gives us opportunities to expand his kingdom with his resources. And then the funny thing about him is we're doing our work. We're really doing our work. But then he rewards us for doing our work. Because he gives us great promises that come when we are generous. And I think that one of the things that I've come to learn is one of the ways that I learned to subdue and rule nations is by managing God's kingdom resources. There's no better training for leadership. There's no better training for, for being a, a, a ruler than learning to manage resources. That's the, best, that's the best thing you'll ever do. That's one of the best gifts, the best tools you can ever have. And the people who've learned how to rule resources, there's nothing that's stoppable for them. They do things that you cannot imagine. I'm still learning because there are people who teach me things. I told you how we went to the prayer mountain this last uh, two weeks ago with our exec team. And my goodness, I looked at Apostle Kimani's work, the church, the church that has built that prayer mountain. On top of a mountain, they've put up Great Wall. Isn't it? They've put up an estate that almost looks like Great Wall. I mean, it's just apartments after apartments that can take up to how many people was it? Like three? 3,000 people? Like, can sleep there. Like that. Can you imagine building apartments for 3,000 people to sleep? And then a big hall 
that can take 3,500 people. Beautiful, beautiful hall, state of the art. And that whole thing is just dedicated to 24-7 prayer. Like people just go there to do no other business except to pray and fast. It's not even their main church, by the way. They've just, it's like they have a church and then they've decided this is, this is small. Let's go and build another church there, but not for us, for the kingdom of Christ, uh, for the body of Christ. So that anybody can come at any time and just rent a room and pray 24 hours. The only condition is, uh, just for those of you who are already booking your ticket, is they have, there's, there's a search at the, en at the entrance, just like in the airport. If you have any food, you will not enter with it. It is, a, it is a place for fasting and praying. But I looked at that and I said, what am, like, how does a pastor, this man, if you hear his story, he was actually a prison warder. And then God just called him into ministry. How does a prison warder learn to marshal resource, resources to build something that is worth billions and set captives free? Like that place is, <laughs> thank you, Pastor Godwin. That place, I almost didn't even, by the way, never, Pastor God, when Pastor Godwin is being serious, I'm always waiting. This, <laughs> even when he's praying, I'm like, I'm waiting to hear which joke he'll crack a joke. <laughs> Pastor Godwin. Anyway, so, so this man, I mean, you look at that and you're like, wow. And then one of his pastors came to meet us and told us, let me, let me take you to see uh, the real vision. And they have a vision called Zion City. And Zion City is a kingdom city. Kingdom City is um, 500 acres of land that they've purchased. And in the 500 acres of land, they're planning to have, first of all, the main thing, the main part of it will be a church that is eight acres. The church complex itself will be just eight. The, just the church complex will be eight acres. Uh, a 50,000 uh, seater, the largest in Eastern Central Africa. They're putting that up there. And then in addition to that, they're putting up a modern city with banking halls, with universities, with schools, with residential houses. I mean, we had a chance to visit some of the residential units there. I mean, they are incredible, serious, high quality. A human being like me and you. You know, the Bible says Elijah was a man like you and me. Yeah. So why aren't you doing those things? Ask your neighbor, why? Yeah. What is happening in your village that you have done for the body of Christ or for anybody? <laughs> yeah, what, what is happening? Seriously. Let's be serious. And you know what the problem is with you? Can I tell you? You have not learned to marshal God's resources. Yeah. yeah. Because if you could understand how to marshal and learn to manage God's resources, the sky is the limit for you. A man, one man can build a 500-acre city by faith. Yeah. He's not a rich man, but he has faith and he has understood how to manage God's resources. Yeah. By the way, I came out of there saying, why God? Woe is me. Forgive me. I've not learned. I've not been. I don't think I'm as good a manager as I need to be. But I believe all of us need to be aspiring for great things and aspiring to manage resources. You should be praying, God bless me with resources. Bless me with resources. So that I can become a blessing to my generation. Yeah. You need to be praying for it. Some of you, it's like you don't mind being poor. How is poverty helping anybody? It's not helping anybody. <laughs> you came for someone. No, no. I'm, I'm just being real here. I mean, it's like you cannot stay mediocre all your life. You have to have resources to bless generations. 
But the only way you'll ever learn to manage the resources is if you learn God's kingdom economic principles. And the first one is generosity. It has blessings in eternity, but it also has blessings here on earth. And we must learn to manage God's resources. Now, there's many, many types of giving and generosity. And you know all of them. The most basic one is the tithe. By the way, how many of you have been tithing for years? Let me just see. You've been tithers. This is, what, this is something you've learned and you've always done it. Yeah. yeah. How many of you, by the way, never think about, it's like, it's not even a thought. It's, not even a, it's, not, it's like the first 10% always goes to God. This is just what I've always learned. And this is what, you see, there's some of you, you learned it, you were taught when you're young. And that's just the way you do it. I learned this as a young Christian. 10%, the first 10% always goes to God. So I learned not to negotiate. I learned that, you know, the scriptures say that when you, do, when you don't tithe, you are robbing God. And I just realized, hey, you can rob man, but robbing God is another whole story. I mean, it's, it's, you've got to be crazy. Somebody's got to be crazy to think you can rob. Like, how do you rob God of heaven and earth? Like you come on a dark corner and you just grab, you get a God from the, what's that word? Sorry. You, you, I would just translate what you just said most. Like, you, like, what kind of robber can rob God? And the Bible in Malachi chapter 3 says, will a man rob God? And yet it says, yet, you as God's people, you are robbing me. He says, yet you rob me. And he says, you ask me how you're robbing you? And he says, in tithes and offerings, you are under a curse. The whole nation of you. Because you've become a nation of robbers. And he says, because you're robbing me, he says, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. And then God says, test me. You know, by the way, when you read the scripture, he says, you shall not put the Lord your God to a test. In fact, Jesus is the one who said that. But God himself is the one who gives you permission in this one instance. He says, if there's anything you're ever going to test me, test me in this one. And he says, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing, there will not be enough room to store it. He's saying, test me. Test me. Just put me to the test. He says, I'll prevent pests from devouring your crops. The vines in your fields will not drop their field before it's ripe, says the Lord Almighty. Then all the nations will call you blessed. For yours will be a delightful land, says the Lord Almighty. Wow. What a, what a, I mean, it's like God is talking. You, you almost can sense he's talking with passion. He's like, come on, test me, guys. Don't be robbers. Try something else. Test me. If you want a delightful land, if you want to be blessed, test me. And you know, the, the tithe, of course, means a tenth part. A, a tenth part of what I give to you. And God wanted several things. If you notice something about the passage, number one, it says the first, the, the first thing about the tithe, the tithe belongs to God. Yeah. He says, when you don't give it to him, you're robbing him. So it's actually his. By the way, did you know that all 100% belongs to God? Yeah, it belongs to him. So this part is the part that he has chosen and said, I dedicate the first part for myself. In the scripture, you're going to find that firstborn, the first part, there was always a very special thing about the first. And God says, the first you shall return to me. I will give you 10 parts and the first one you will always dedicate to me. It was a way that the Israelites de declared that they were under the covenant. It was a thing like, it was like circumcision. It's a thing that marked them as distinct from other people. 
And this is how they marked themselves and said, I am God's person because 10% always goes back to God's word. It was not an optional gift. There's nowhere that it says God loves a cheerful tither. There's no scripture like that. In this case, tithe is a little like paying your taxes <laughs> when you pick to carry. Because there's nowhere in the penal code where it says the carry loves a cheerful taxpayer. Never be, don't be lied to. They don't care how cheerful you are. So long as you pay, your, even if you're frowning, just pay. When you come smiling and you have no tax, you're in trouble. Yeah, there's no cheerfulness about this thing. It actually belongs, it's, it's like we, we take our part. That's what the government says. We take our part. And God, the kingdom of heaven says, this part, it belongs to God. Number two, they were to bring the whole tithe. It says, bring the whole tithe. Bring the whole tithe. You know, these Israelites never had debates about, should I bring my net or my gross? Have you had Christians discussing how to tithe? Does God want me to tithe on my net or on my gross? There was nothing like that. It was the whole tithe. And it was very clear. It was very subtle. Ten parts. One belongs to God. The first one belongs to God. And then the last thing I want you to notice uh, the, the third thing I want you to notice is the tithe was to be brought to God's storehouse. He says, bring the whole tithe to my storehouse. This tithe was not to be allocated to charities and causes and things that you felt were worthy of your attention. The tithe was not to be shared out. It was to be brought to the storehouse. The storehouse is where God gives you treasure. He feeds you from. I tell people, if Mavuno is your church, it is your storehouse. That's where you bring your tithe. You know, back in the day, there are people who used to say, I, 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 you know, I come to a church in town, but I tithe to my church in the village. And that's like saying, I, I eat in Serena, but I pay to the kiosk next door. How do you do that? That's not your storehouse. Your storehouse is where God feeds you from. And so in the scripture, you find that there's a principle. He says, bring the whole tithe into my storehouse, the place that I feed you from, the place of your nurture. And then lastly, there are promises attached to tithing. There are promises. Number one, God will accelerate and protect you. I said this before, that God will open the floodgates of heaven. Floodgates just means rain. If you're a farmer, rain means it comes on the ground, you better have seed in the ground. And we always talk about seed, plant a seed. Well, there's um, confusion sometimes because many times we don't understand that in this passage, seed means that you have something in the ground. That when the rain comes, the floodgates of heaven comes. If you have no seed planted, the soil just gets washed away. So, where are your investments? As you're coming to God's house, you need to have a prayer when you're tithing. What are you tithing and asking God to pour rain on? What, what's the project? Is it your career? Is it your business? Is it something you've invested into? What have you invested in? As God's people, we must be investors. I think the Jews understand this better than the Christians. Because the Christians tithe and then wait for God to invest for them. It's true. And that's why there's some people who've been tithing for years and they're still broke. Because they don't understand divine financial principles. The next promise, it says, I will prevent the devourer from your crops. Which means that there are no losses. That the Lord will protect those investments. Where is your farm? Is, it, is, is that your investment? The Lord is saying, I will protect it from devourers. Maybe your investment is your shares. Maybe it's a house you're building. The Lord says, I will protect 
your investment. And like I said, I learned very quickly as a young Christian, when I don't tithe, I still tithe. Yeah. <laughs> when I don't tithe, things get tight. <laughs> yeah, they will. I don't know if you ever noticed. That's exactly what happens. That's the day you have a new suit and you're running for your interview and you slam the door and you just hear, and the suit is just torn. Guess what has happened? The devourer has just devoured your nice suit. Yeah. You didn't tithe to God, so you tithe to the devourer. And God is saying, I mean, fine, you don't want my protection? Let me release you. By the way, the devourer is the one demon you cannot cast out. No Christian has authority over the devourer. That's why the Lord says, even your pastor cannot cast out devourer from your house. This is the one where God says, I will rebuke the devourer on your behalf. Yeah. God is the one who rebukes the devourer. And how do you do it? Through your tithe. That's what the Lord says. Because your tithe is putting yourself under his protection. So, so basically, this is a tithe. And let me just say, as a Christian, a tithe is an Old Testament idea. It's a, it was how God was training people to understand how to become generous givers. Because in the New Testament, it says God loves a cheerful giver. Tithe was a, it's a training wheels. And for me, I believe as a baby Christian, it's how you begin to learn to be generous. If you can't give God a tithe, you will never give. By the way, if you can't tithe when you're earning 10,000 shillings, you will never tithe when you're earning 10 million. Uh-uh, you will never. If you think you're broke now, that's why you don't tithe. Let me just tell you, you're in serious trouble. You will never be able to tithe. So that's one, one of the things I learned as a very young Christian, that there are blessings, hidden blessings with a tithe. So I want to just ask, uh, anybody with a testimony, a tithing testimony? Anybody with a tithing story? Maybe there's some of you who have, to have a story. Okay, there's someone here with a story, tithing, just pass. Yeah, please stand, introduce yourself, and then just tell us your story. Yeah, I told you, we are preaching together. Um, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Joa. <laughs> uh, my name is Joan from uh, downtown. Come on. Um, I actually shared this with Pastor Kilonzi last year. The first time I tithed on gross was last year, February. Wow. Um, and six months later, it went to 11% um, on gross. Um, in November, that was, I think, end of October, end of November, we started being paid in USD. Oh, the currency changed. Yes, and I began tithing on the current uh, exchange rate. Whatever I would get, uh, I wouldn't um, tithe on um, the CBK or the carry rate. It's the rate I'm being given at the at the office. Yeah, wow. and um, we got the we got um, our cost of living adjustment. It was sixteen percent, and I really believe it was because of tithing faithfully. No, first of all. First of all, by, just by being paid in dollars, do you know you had already received your cost of living adjustment? Then on top of that, they gave you 16%. It's so unfair, isn't it? Favor ain't fair. <laughs> I love it. My gosh. I mean, and, and you know it had to be something God did. Yeah, it had to be something God did. Anybody else with a testimony? Yeah, there's somebody at the back, there's a hand there, just a tithing testimony. Because I think it's important for people to just speak for themselves. There might be somebody here who just needs to hear it from somebody. How does this thing practically work? And Joanne said, you know, this is how I've done it. So let's hear another one. Maybe just share your name. Tell us your story. Praise the Lord, church. Oh, there's two people. Okay, okay. let, let the gentleman go first and then we'll have the, last, the lady there. Good afternoon, church. Good afternoon. My name is Enoch. Oh, come on, Pastor Enoch. <laughs> it's good to see you. Good to see you, Pastor M. 
Uh, my story is when I was on mission in Blantyre. Um, I was a faithful tither on my, you know, monthly pay. Uh, but when I had moved there, people would support me back in Kampala, and, and people would give me a hundred dollars and faithfully. Wow. And I told myself every free dollar I receive, I'll give seventy percent of it to church. Wow, that's not tithe. That's like seven tithes. Yeah, <laughs> because I figured I didn't work for it, and it was free. Wow. And I said, because God has seen it fit to move people's hearts to give me, yeah. then I'm going to commit a significant amount of it towards the church. Yeah. Yeah. So those initial times when people would give me, I would calculate, get 70% and give it. Yeah. From the very beginning to the time I handed over, the ministry never lacked a thing. Wow. Wow. And so people gave. People started coming back. People started giving. I had people, and I thought this was a God move. I had people say, I want to start tithing. And I had not preached about tithing. <laughs> I had not called them about tithing. Wow. By a God conviction, they would talk to me that they want to begin the process of tithing Amen. and the Amen. ministry never lacked. Wow. wow, wow, wow. So Pastor Enoch was actually a missionary, helped start Mavuno Blantyre. Uh, he's actually from Kampala and it's such a joy to see you after quite a while. Great to have you here. There's one other lady who's there, just introduce yourself. Praise God. Amen. My name is Doris. And Come on, Doris. And I'm part of the Mavuno Loving <laughs> Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. All right. So I'm in the travel industry. Um, and 2020, you know what happened? COVID hit. And my, my business literally went down completely. Yeah. Like I show up, I closed business, I did everything. And I was so low that uh, the only way I made income was to sell eggs in the apartment I used to live in. Wow. Uh, but when uh, the, the industry sort of started picking up, I started getting and, uh, and I started tithing as soon as, you know, I started getting those clients. And I've seen the power of that. 2020, my business was down, completely down. 2021, January, I started getting international clients for the first time for my business. By the end of that year, I had bought a piece of land. Wow. <laughs> from, from being at, you know, ground zero in 2020 to that in 2021. And I've, already, um, I've continued to see... Uh, God in so many ways. Now, I just want to add another testimony um, <laughs> that is important I share because uh, of what was prophesied last year. So last year's gathering in November, Pastor M gave a word of knowledge that there was someone who had been waiting on God for a visa for a really long time and that they were going to hear uh, something about it. So the first, I started applying for a visitor's visa in Australia in 2015. I wow. applied it for the first time. I got a refusal. My sister lives there. I wanted to go and visit her. Last year, I applied again. I got a refusal. I applied the third time. I got a refusal. Wow. And if you've applied visa and you have a record of refusal, they don't even look at your applications. Yeah. Yeah. They just, you know, this, um, 
qualify you. So I really, before I applied the fourth time now, I really consulted God because it's a very expensive affair. And I remember uh, the word that I got was, there's this king I think called Jehoash, he went to Elisha when Israel was being attacked and Elisha told him to strike the ground I mean, to strike the ground. And uh, the king struck the ground three times. And the Bible says that Elisha was angry at him because he stopped after three times. So God was telling me, it's up to me to decide how many strikes I want to take. And so I decided to take another strike. And I'm here to tell you that last week, I got my visa granted. Wow. <laughs> Amen. What a great testimony. I think you've given a testimony about tithe, but you've also given a testimony about listening to God in his word. Yeah, because God speaks. Yeah, me, I've read that passage. I've never heard anything about visas. But the word of God is alive and active. Yeah, if you're reading it, listening, he will actually give you instruction. Yeah, and that is such a powerful illustration about how our God speaks to his children. So, hey, wow, come on, come on, come on. Doris, she's my travel agent, by the way. Yeah, 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 I want to endorse her. She's an amazing travel agent. Oh, you, oh okay, I think we've got a, just two more, real quick, because the other, ah, Mukoengi. Okay, there are good titers in this church. All right. Good afternoon, church. Good afternoon. My name is Matthias Mavuno Hill City, representing Balm of Gilead, GG. Come on. Uh, my testimony is uh, last year, December. Uh, this is a point I was quite low, and I remembered there's some friend I lent some money earlier, and I just called him up to see if he has anything to send my way. And uh, indeed, he, call, he, he responded and asked me to call him, remind, me, remind him the following Monday. Monday, I called him, he said he will send on Tuesday, and Tuesday he sent me 30K. But as I was praying and asking God about uh, what to do with this, a small still voice said, do 90% tithe and 10% use it for your own use. Oh, and wow. affected my, the voices in my head might be misleading me. <laughs> the voices in but your head. I decided head. to obey the word of God. And so I did the 90%, the 90% and 10%. I bought gas for my woman, which is also another testimony. Eish. Hey. I quickly forgot about it and went on to my own shugulis. Two days after that, I ran a restaurant in Kitengela. Two days after that, I got a, a call from a stranger asking, they wanted to do an end of year party for the company and asked me to just go and do a quotation for them. So I, I marched in, they asked, uh, we have 400 packs, how much are you going to do? Uh, long story short, 980,000 done in one day. Wow. And an hour ago, as I, as I was finishing up my lunch, I called my bank. They, they spent another extra 280. The bank, the money is in the account this afternoon. <laughs> just, just beat that. Like, what kind of God do we serve? He's an amazing God. You know, some of you are thinking this is magic, or this is coincidence, and maybe you're thinking maybe it just, maybe just, maybe these things just happen coincidentally. And perhaps they did. But I've just noticed in my life, coincidences happen more when I tithe. I don't know why. <laughs> it just seems to happen that way. 
So what a great, great testimony. All right, we had two more brothers. There's one here. Oh, so even you're insisting. Yeah. <laughs> oh, is there a mic on that side already? There's no mic there. I have a mic. <laughs> Who's talking? Okay, let's, let's have this side. They are complaining. Good I told you there are preachers in this church, by the way. <laughs> Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Bob. Oh, wow. <laughs> I don't have to introduce myself. Um, mine is two. Um, last year during the summit, I was running my Pilipili business. And uh, they're tight. And after that, um, the Ugandans who we were hosting, they paid for my trip to transform and everything. Wow. Yeah. So somebody uh, bought a ticket for you to go to Uganda? Yes. Wow. wow. Yeah. And um, more coincidences. <laughs> beginning of uh, actually this uh, January when it started, we started um, when we started fasting. I got sick. Uh, doctor said it was pneumonia. And you know now when you you're unwell, you you're like, and then they tell you you are supposed to eat. You must eat. You can't. Then then you use all the money that you're supposed to do for bills uh -huh. and everything to treat yourself. And then I got some kidogo money just from my sister to add on for buying medicine. I was like, eh, let me tithe with that. Then I sent tithe. So today, um, so I had deficits for now bills for last month and the like. So today, all my bills are cleared. This morning, because I got money for last month, this month, till March. Yeah. Uh, you, allow me to just pause the testimonies for one minute because I'm going to come back. We're all going to preach. I know, I know their stories. But I want to just say something from what Boba said because you reminded me of something. One of the first things my wife asks when we have constant loss. Have you ever got into a season where things are just happening? Your car has been hit. You see, there's something happening. A child is sick. You're in hospital three times. The whole same. You're like, what is going on? The first question my wife always asks is, have we tithed? Because she's saying, this is a devourer. You know, you have to start looking and say, something is devouring us. We're being, I mean, how can we just be making money for something just to be losing it? And so she always says, examine ourselves. And we examine. And I can tell you, there are times when we've done that and you've realized, ah, there was something, there's a loophole there. There's a, there's a doorway we opened. And my wife and I, what we'll do is we'll tithe on whatever it was. And then we'll stand together in prayer. And we'll say, let's agree together that the Lord has said that he will accelerate our investments and he will protect us from the devourer. And it has happened. And then there are other times, I'll give you one last story. There's a time when I was going through that and we, we looked and we couldn't see. And we're wondering, but God, what's going on? And so I took some time and I just said, I'm going to just take some time and pray about this because I couldn't tell because I felt I tithe. So now what I do, because I don't just tithe, I work for free. So I give my whole salary to Mavuno Church. And I came to the Lord and I said, but God, I don't even tithe. I give everything. Why would I have a devourer in my house? And I spent some time before the face of the Lord just saying, God, show me what's going on. I can't understand. And I got a very, very simple word. God told me, you haven't named your tithe. I'm like, but God, you should know what it's for. Remember, I was telling you, name whatever it is. 
and I went and told my wife I felt the word God gave was name it so my wife said okay let's calculate how much it is that we give when we give your entire salary and we give her tithe as well from whatever she earns and we calculated it and it came to maybe <laughs> a significant it was maybe five six times of what actually what else if that amount if god was to take my salary that i should be earning in mavuno and multiply it times maybe times five six seven my entire salary that's the tithe of what i give so i said to god okay this entire amount it is a tithe to you in other words i am over tithing so i need over protection i need you to to bless me in accordance with this is not a free will offering i am actually dedicating the entire amount to tithe and i said lord until the day that i am earning the amount that is 10 times what i'm giving you let's not have this discussion about devourers in my house that's a prayer that we prayed do you know it's interesting because not only did that money stop uh, that that problem stop but within the by the end of that year i had actually got into the place where i was earning that amount not from a salary am i, I, I is that is that because we kept we keep records of our finances and we looked at what we had earned it was actually that amount that i told god God, until I get to this amount, let's not discuss devourers. So, don't throw God tips. I put something in the offering basket. What is that? Tell God, this is a free will offering. This is my tithe. And Lord, I'm standing on this promise. Understand the promises attached to the gifts you give. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Yeah, be, be educated when it comes to giving. The second one is free will offerings. I'm going to just talk about four types of giving. Free will offerings. Number Second Corinthians nine seven to eight. It says, "Whoever sows sparingly, reaps sparingly. Whoever sows generously, reaps generously. Each man should give what he has decided in his heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion. For God loves a cheerful giver, and God is able to make all grace abound to you, so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work." The tithe was given out of obedience, but. The scripture also talked about the importance of free will offerings. These ones have no obligation attached to them. There is no punishment, there is no devourer when you don't give a free will offering. It is between you and God. If you want to give it, give it. If you don't want to give it, there is no obligation. Now, a couple of things from this same passage. The first is that when you give your free will offerings, the Bible says give generously. Again, it's not a tip you're giving to God. God. It's God's resources for his work. So if you choose to give a gift to God, give a generous gift. That's what he's saying. And by the way, generosity is different from me and you, isn't it? Depending, depending on our resources, there's a widow who was praised by Jesus because she gave two little coins. And some guys were coming with gold bags. And God said, this one has given much more than those ones. Because her, she didn't give out of her plenty. She gave out of her, her need for God. And so it's not really a matter of amount. It's a matter of sacrifice. Give generously. When you sow, it always feels like a risk. That language of sowing and reaping, it's always a risky thing to leave seed. If you've got good seeds, it's much easier to eat those seeds. You put them in the ground, anything can happen. And so sometimes you're afraid to sow generously. As a farmer, you want to just sow just enough. 
But here's the principle. The more you sow, the more you reap. It's just a principle of farming. And so he says, reap so generously because the more you sow, the more you will reap. The second thing is, give deliberately. Give deliberately. He says, each man should give what he has purposed to give. Those days, I remember the offering basket coming and I just would put my, you know, you put out your hand in your pocket, then you try to look which note is the small one. You know, because it's like you want to be seen to have given. So, no, 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 give deliberately. Come, come, determine in your heart what you want to give. Don't give emotionally. Give deliberately. And he says, take time to, it means for me, take time to pray about the resources God has given you and how it will best meet the needs that he has given us. And, 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 and one of the things that I, I believe is I, whenever I come into God's presence, whenever I, come, whenever I visit one of your churches, I will always give, even though I've tithed. There's always a, there's a gift that my wife and I have decided we will never attend a worship service and not give this amount. Regardless, that's just something we do. Even whether it's a Mavuno church or not, there's always an offering we carry into God's presence. It's a commitment we made. We said it's a thanks offering. And sometimes it's a thanks in advance for the things God is going to do. But it's still a thanks offering. So give deliberately. Number three, give willingly. He says nobody should give reluctantly or under compulsion. Don't do it because you're feeling pressure by your pastor, by your church, by whoever it is, the guy who preached. Don't do that. That's nonsense. Why are you? You're not giving to a person. You're giving to God. So give not reluctantly or under compulsion, which means cultivate a heart of joy in your giving. Understand why you're giving. God takes delight in people who give joyfully and winningly. And name your promise as you're doing it. Name your thanksgiving. One of the things we learned from our, uh, the older generation in my family is that many people, like I remember when my grandma, uh, just having a calling for a service, a special service in her church. And she said, I've reached, I think that time she must have been 80. And she said, I want them to celebrate the 80 years. And they had a special service and she brought offering to the church. In fact, she said to all of us, I want you all to bring offering. We are taking as a family to the church. There's a generation that understood this, you know. So there's a place to give offering. Maybe you had a funeral and your, the church, that church came around you and supported you. There's a place to come with your family and give an, a thanksgiving offering. I'm teaching you this because as a generation, we are not taught these things. The older generation, they knew these things automatically. Maybe you had a wedding and people supported you. That church stood there with you. There's a place to bring a thanksgiving offering. Maybe you passed your exams. You got your visa. <laughs> God answered your prayer. There's a place to come with an offering and say, this one is not tithe. This one is me thank giving thanks because of God. And the Bible says, give it not under compulsion. And then fourthly, just as with the tithe, God has promised blessings. He says he will make all grace abound. He will make all grace abound. By the way, the, the, the first fruit offering we talk about in Mavuno, it's a free will offering. Never feel obliged to give it. Never give it because there's pressure or because everybody is giving. I would rather have 10 people in Mavuno who give fast fruit offering because they understand it. Rather than 100 people who are giving because they felt Pastor M compelled them to give it. That's, that will not, it will not earn you any blessings. Yeah, the treasures will not be yours. Give because you desire the blessing for yourself. Because you understand why you're giving. So I want to just uh, ask my preachers where you are. Some of you have fast fruit or free will offering. I can see a hand is already up here. I can see another hand. Oh, yeah, you guys are good to hug. The deacons. Okay, is there a mic for the deacons? These are the elders' corner. Can you have a microphone here? 
with the elders. Let's start with them and then we'll come back to the rest of the congregation. Deacons, are there any here? Okay, just, L, L, okay, there's somebody near the deacons, all right. So let's start. Let's, let's have another mic up here, up front. Okay. I can start. Uh, uh, who's that taking over the church? Chris, can you hear me? Where are you? Who's that uh, one with the bass? <laughs> Uh, yeah. My name is Yvonne Kihumba from Mavuno Lifeway. Yvonne. Come on, Yvonne. Yeah. So I gave my first fruit for the first time this year. Um, honestly, I used to hear my mom saying that she's going to church since I'm the firstborn. So she's giving first fruit and representing me when I was young. So I thought it's an old people thing. <laughs> but now I'm an adult. And I did it for the first time. And also last I opened up a business um, it's for creatives and my mission is to erad eradicate the term starving artist to thriving artist come on and <laughs> so I started you know startups you lose all of your money back into the business and not yours but God's <laughs> and for me I decided let me do tithing and my sister so the effect and the and the fruit like we would find things so easily and she started tithing and my mom followed up and my wow. sister's best friend followed up and wow. since uh, they come to mavuno like i'm so grateful but i started looking at pastor gordon and mavuno differently there was this time i normally do public speaking um talking about mental wellness and so i got this gig and I was speaking to teenagers, and then they gave me the token of gratitude. And now for that, I was like, okay, God, I'm feeling like there is more. It's not just. So I thank you for talking about thanks, Thanksgiving, because it was the first gig last year. And I had a conversation with God that night. Um, God was telling me, it's not really about just tithing or offering it's about generosity and when i was when we were talking um he was saying that it's that sense of selfishness we normally have innate sense of self selfishness we won't normally have as human beings yeah. that god wants to kill that greed and i took out my phone and i decided let me give it's not just the tithe but more than the tithe to to towards towards the church and I slept. Now here it's gonna get spooky. <laughs> um, so I had a dream, I dozed off in the sitting room. So I had a dream, um, and these spirits, like you know in the spirit, in those there is no introduction, oh this is who, you just know. So it was a spirit of poverty and it came and it fought with me. And it's so ugly and so violent. Wow. And I remember falling off from the couch, knowing the dream. And then I got back up. Yes, I won the war and I woke up and I was like, wow, generosity is like this. Yeah. So I called my mom and he told her, so mom, this and this went on. And then mom also to told me that she also brought up the thing of the altar or where you tithe at in your church. So I would like, I am really curious, I'm, I'm normally a curious person, and I would want to know, may, maybe you could talk more about where we tithe, and even as you continue talking about naming, naming it, but I felt so happy, I was like, Yani, if I'm in Mavuno, and that means that the altar is 
clean and there is consecration and they started looking at Pastor Godwin differently wow. <laughs> that day. But I thank, I thank God so much. Right now, it's not just about tithing. Like God, the enemy hates generosity. Yeah. He loves your greed and your selfishness. So wow. I'm going to be away from that. Come on. Yeah. Wow. That's, I told you they're preachers. That's a very profound element I've not even brought in. That they're actually generational spirits of poverty that are attached to greed, selfishness, and want. Mm. And that what God is doing through generosity is freeing us from those spirits. And the fact that you'd have a vision of a spirit of poverty coming to fight you because of your generosity commitment just tells you the devil doesn't want your family freed. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let me. Yeah. Pastor Vic. Oh, but yeah. there's a guy with a base I can't see. Yes. You're this guy is on this side. <laughs> oh. Okay. All right. But you go next. Okay. Let him go first. Okay. Hi, everyone. Hi. It's me again. <laughs> so we had. Um, last year we gave our first fruits. My wife and I we gave our first. Yeah, just went on like that, until just a month before we went to transform, and I I had a nice lap uh, laptop. It was a MacBook Pro, and its its screen had an issue. So I went to the uh, to Apple Center, and they said I need to replace the screen. You know how much uh, Maku Bros screens cost, but... No, we don't. No. <laughs> it's, quite, it's quite some money. Uh, so my, my wife and I uh, looked and we were like, oh, we have the money, let's, let's just fix this because it's something that we, we use. And so once we fixed it, we felt God said, give it to church. Wow. So we gave that, uh, that MacBook to, to church. And then we, we started trusting God for, to go to transform. And because we've been praying, we'd never gone for a church trip together with my wife. So this was an answer prayer. So we went there on the week before transform. Transform conference in transform. Kampala, Uganda. Yeah. Yes. So the week before transform, her company announced they were going to do layoffs. To fire 20% of the organization. Now, we had, she'd been asking for leave, and the boss was like, her, boss, her direct boss was like, can't you see what's happening? Like, uh, this is not the time to, to, to be going for leave. This is the time to be securing your position. But you were like, we, she came home, we talked about it, and we were like, this job gave us. It's God who gives jobs. It is not companies. We have a mission to go go for his mission. So we go for a transform. Come back. A has been fired. A whole department was fired except her. A department was fired except her. And they'd hired a consulting agency and she was the liaison. Now, so that meant her two bosses above had gone. And then a month later, um, uh, uh, her, the, 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 no, the third boss on top of her uh, quits. And the CEO looks at her. I saw your CV, you guy, you've done this thing. See, do you want to take this job? 
So she takes this job. Now, look at, guess what? See that amount we used to fix uh, the laptop? Yeah. That was the exact amount of the raise. Wow. <laughs> That's, now, these are, those are what you call spooky testimonies. <laughs> All right, we had one here by Victoria, and then we'll have one over here. Oh. Then, 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 I'll, then I'll give you the other. By the way, the, <laughs> okay, hold on. Let's pass here, Victoria, then I decide. Okay. Good afternoon, Mahudo. <laughs> My name is Victoria Bwatuti. I am a daughter of this house. Amen. So I have a testimony about fast fruits. So fast fruits is not a very new thing to me. Uh, having a mom who has been saved my entire life. Yeah. And I'm not young. <laughs> so um, last year, last year but one, when, they, when uh, Pastor M talked about it and said, let's try to do it by September, I was not uh, quite ready because I had some, you know, very many loans. I was uh, servicing and everything. So last year, I purposed to give it. And I told my husband, now in January, I won't have a salary. Yeah. You know he's a critical thinker. <laughs> now, how are we going to survive? The budget, the nini, the nini. I told him, don't worry, God will take care of it. Wow. So last year, January, I purposed to give my whole salary. I have two sources of income. So January comes, I've already purposed to give out all the money. So a day before I resume work from leave, I get an email from HR telling me you've been chosen to um, like chair a panel interview panel. I live and work in Kitengela. I work for government. Don't worry about the company. <laughs> then we were told to go to Nairobi and this is a high rate area. I was doing the interviews for one and a half weeks. The whole time you're in Nairobi, you are paid high rate. Wow. Would you believe by the time, so I gave out all my money. The per diem came, of course, the next month. It takes some time. The amount of money I got after tithing was even more than my net. Wow. Then I just told God, this is you. Moving on until the mid of that year, I totally got free from debt completely. Amen. Then after that, I started pulling my sister on board. And I told her, you have to get out of debt. This is not your portion. Yeah. Then this year, I decided to give my first fruits. Of course, the same story, my husband. We won't <laughs> have money for it? February. <laughs> But look at God. I am here. I get an email. I'm being told for four days next week you are going somewhere. But yeah, <laughs> I'm like, ah, see God, see God. What? While she's here, she's getting email. What an amazing God! And you're here for four days, by the way. Have you noticed? What? All right. Praise God. All right, we're coming. My we're name coming. is Deborah from Mavuno South. So, my testimony is not about uh, fast food, but uh, free will free offering. Will offering yeah. um, I'm a graduate of uh, Fearless Institute 2023. Come on, come on. And um, I only paid 20000 for my pocket. The rest was paid by God. Wow. Um, how it happened was there's, um, there's a lesson where you're taught how to give royal gifts. So, I mean, you can give anything. Um, and I, I mean, I could have given that person cash, like 5K, but I went out of my way 
and I got her a tablet. Wow. And God rewarded me, and I believe this is because of that tablet. I flew to Uganda business class to hey. win. I did not spend a coin in Uganda. I was picked from the airport. I was given accommodation. I was dropped every morning to church. Wow. And I graduated with two books. And they were all printed. Yes. Hey. Praise God. Uh, <laughs> now, okay, him and then at the very box. Yes. The guy who's standing at the very back. Yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. start from this side. Okay, let's go to that side. Yeah, let's go there. My name is uh, Florian from Avuno Church, Budrumbura, Burundi. Come on, come on. Big shout to my pastors, Pastor Mishu and Pastor V, Woo! aka The Blonde. Uh, my testimony is about First Fruit. Uh, First Fruit, we've been doing it in Mavuno, Budrumbura, and of course in my family. So last year we had given our First Fruit, and I'm a professional marketer, so I got a contract sometimes in July. And God convinced me to give the first fruit of the first month of that contract. Wow. And I gave it. What I didn't know is that sometimes two months later, a campaign will come. Uh, where we will have to execute a campaign. And somewhere in the, in the execution, we were to go up country, uh, do activities. And it was raining. It was a rainy season. So we will be in a... We arrive in a province where the day before it was raining, and that day there will be no rain the whole day. Wow. The whole day. And we leave the province, rain comes again. Wow. So we go to another province, we are doing activities, and it's raining on the market, uh, just the next hill. It, it's raining, it's not raining on the side we are working on, but uh, people drive now to the other side to do, maybe to go to a radio station, they just move 100 meters from where we are, it's raining. <laughs> and we have favor in the administration. And Paka, they come, they say, uh, truly, we are with a pastor. Yeah. <laughs> and we are working with a man of God. Wow. And I knew this is only because we gave, I gave first fruit from that contract. Wow. And wow. also, from that, we could... Um, start Amizizi from the team we're doing together. I think Pastor M know the province is Gozi. Yeah. Uh, we started Amizizi. Soon we are starting Amizizi with 60 people. What? From the people we're working together. So I, so I give thanks to God. Really, I wow. saw favor through first fruit. God is able to make all grace abound so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you may abound. Can you imagine his business was blessed so that he could now start a Mizizi through that business with 60 people. Wow. Alright. At the very back. Wait, wait, wait. At the very back. There's a guy. Oh, oh. You guys are fighting as if... <laughs> okay. 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 Let, let's start with him. He's been standing since tithe. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So, in 2022, um, I decided to give uh, first that, fruits. What's your name? My name is Sumit. Sumit, come on. Okay. Pastor Sumit. Okay. Yeah. So, the amount that uh, I decided to give was like way, way, way above uh, anything I could afford. So, but I said I'll, I'll do it every month for nine months because we have to finish by September. So, anyway, month, month one I gave, um, you know, the, the, the amount for that month. 
month two I gave, month three now I started panicking. I'm like, man, my, um, the money I have is just reducing yeah. so much. But anyway, I, I still did it. Come April, this client who had never given us any business called, called us, so I went to visit them. And uh, so they wanted a particular product which was going to cost us about 3500 So when I went to see them, uh, they said, yeah, this is fine, we'll buy it. And in my mind, I was like, okay, maybe I'll charge them like 4000 or 4200 So as we were discussing there, God just told me, tell them 5500 I was like, hey, God, that's too much. So as we were just discussing, this, this client said, uh, by the way, if um, we pay you 5,500, is that okay for you? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, sure, it's okay. <laughs> so I actually, the profit I was going to make, I actually made a lot more than I had actually planned to. Yeah. And that was not even something I asked. It's that the client themselves offered to pay it. Wow. Not only that, a couple of weeks later, they said, okay, they, I think initially they wanted 1,000 units. They said, no, no, we're actually increasing the quantity. Uh, I think they added like 200 or something. Wow. This same client, uh, last year, 2023, they gave me uh, a contract for a product that I don't even supply. Like it was every, and it was again, it was every month. Uh, actually, they wanted me to lease them some space. Initially, I even told them, me, I don't do rentals and whatever. But I said, okay, let me just send them a quote. So they came back to me. Again, the same thing. Uh, I just, I was like, I don't even know how I'll do this. I charged them a huge amount. And uh, they came back and said, okay, we want, we want you to <laughs> lease us this space for the next, like, Actually, every, it went on every month for, I don't know, like six months. Wow. Uh, they would just send me money. Wow. Yeah, it was incredible. Wow. Oh, my yeah. goodness. <laughs> See God. He's amazing, isn't he? All right, we have two more. There's a gentleman here who will beat me if I don't allow him, and then Pastor Ray. Okay, fine. Ugandans, Pastor Ray will speak. We can still be friends. <laughs> I was about to lose favor in Uganda. Okay. Okay. Uh, good afternoon. Good afternoon. My name is Fred from Mavunarongai. Come on, come on. Yeah. So my testimony, sorry, is not about uh, fast fruits by tithe, but it seems like I was really supposed to Eish, testify. Okay, sour, just go. They have really insisted. <laughs> but uh, it's really relevant in terms of uh, God rebuking the devourer, because I'd been out of work for six years plus. Six years? Yeah. So it was very tough, and uh, there's this verse that says, if you can provide for your household, you're worse than an unbeliever. Wow. So I was like, hey, God, I've just been gotten saved, and then... How can I be also an unbeliever? <laughs> so I prayed and he came through. I got a job. Um, it's in sales. So when you're in sales, it takes time to get your clients based on everything. So meeting your targets is a challenge. So like halfway through probation, the employer gets impatient and says, but you're not performing, so we have to cut your salary. Wow. Take a salary cut. So I was like, ah, God gave me the job or not target. I said, fine. So they did the letter, everything. I accepted the pay cut. So end month that I've adjusted my budget around that. But we went to Pastor G. Uh, we prayed about him and said, God shall not let the devour, devour your resources. You just believe and pray. So I said, fine. And they said, for me, tithing was not like a normal thing. I had a good job before. And I saw Pastor Emma. Those guys used to get the smallest denomination for offering. Yes. But I said to God, if I get another job, I'll tithe faithfully on my gross. And I, became, I was really consistent in that. My wife was shocked, actually. 
Because <laughs> she'd be like, Okoshuanza na Toyota. And I did it consistently. Fast forward, NMAT comes, I go to my bank statement, there's no pay change. I was like, how come? Maybe it was a mistake, what I got next month. Same thing next month, wow. no, no deductions. And it's been that way through. And fast forward to this month, I'm actually now the, the best selling person. I love it. What a great story. God is amazing. All right. Pastor Ray. Come on. <laughs> Praise God, Babuno. My name is uh, Ray Kananura. I think, I think the My guy... wife and I now lead Mavuno 360 in Kampala, hey. Uganda. Hey, hey, yes. hey, hey. We're very glad to be here with this noisy lot. Okay. <laughs> so, my testimony goes over two years, so I hope you are sitting tight. Hey. <laughs> no. <laughs> so I'll start 2022, first fruit. Um, I thought I should share this testimony for any business person out there who struggles with how how to calculate what you're supposed to give, what yeah. your earning is. So we are serial entrepreneurs, and uh, I joke sometimes that that means that sometimes we have to live off cereal. <laughs> <laughs> because, yeah, yeah. Our, <laughs> our revenues are just up and down. You never know whether you're going or coming. Yeah. So yeah. when it came to calculating our first fruit in 2022, we just had no basis because it, it was so hard to decipher what's what, what's ours, what's God, what's not. So basically, I just asked God, give me wisdom. Yeah. And the wisdom I got at that time was that look at your expenditure for December, okay? So if you managed to cover all these costs and they were high, that's the basis, that's like the baseline of what you're supposed to give. Wow. Because if we looked on paper about what we're earning, it was actually like close to zero in January. Yeah. So we went by what we spent in December and it was sort of an average and then we topped it up by a percentage. So if you're in business and you don't know what's yours, look at what you're spending Come on yourself on. and that will give you a pretty good idea about what's yours. Wow. Okay. So we, we, we made the pledge. My, my wife was shocked at what that pledge was. <laughs> she couldn't believe the figure. <laughs> yeah, it was a big shock. So we, we uh, pledged to give it over a period of time. And uh, we did. We did and we fulfilled it. God was good. Um, in that time, we got, we got a tenant in a property that had been vacant the whole of COVID. Wow. Um, and God was good. Yeah? Big testimony there, right? Yeah. But <laughs> as soon as we finished our last installment, the tenant stopped paying. Oh, wow. And uh, went on for eight months without paying. So that came into 2023. So January 2023, Pastor Mike, you know, double up. <laughs> so we pledged twice what we pledged the year before. Oh. <laughs> and she said, you, uh, you, I'm leaving you to go. <laughs> she said, yeah, you're going to embarrass us. Wow. <laughs> and so this is 2023. Um, 2023 came, still that our main source of income wasn't bringing anything in. So January came, February came, Easter term, we couldn't pay fees for our kids. We got those letters from school. Wow. Those cool letters. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Some kind of commitment form. There's a very polite letter. There's a whole testimony there about what my daughter, my daughter refused <laughs> to, to abide by that letter that was asking her to stay home. She was a woman of faith. Um, <laughs> She honestly, yeah, she, she told me, no, no, I'm going to go to school. If anyone asks me, 
I'll tell them we've been paying fees for all these years. Surely you know where we're coming from. Yeah, she said. Yeah, she said. My father will pay. <laughs> wow. Anyway, which, I just wanted us to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wanted to bring us up to 2023 because that drought continued um, right up to August last year. Yeah, yeah. that drought of income continued till that time. But I just wanted to say that on the back of those two years of, of uh, fast fruit offering, there's a contract we had been chasing. Uh, for about three years. Uh, it came through last year in August. It's a multi-million dollar contract. Wow. 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 Oh, my goodness. You know what I like about that testimony? It's easy to look at the multi-million dollar contract. I think for me, the most exciting thing about that testimony is faithfulness when things haven't turned around. Because remember, guys, we're not giving God to manipulate him. This is not a magic trick. God wants to grow my generosity and to kill my greed. And sometimes he's going to take me through some processes to get there. So it's not like give and then boom, all of a sudden it happens. God might give you in other ways from what you're expecting. And some of the things he might give you is wisdom you didn't have. I think it's very important to understand, guys, we're not teaching legalism. Number one, I'm giving because I'm loved and I know whose I am. Number two, I'm giving because God wants me to grow in responsibly managing his kingdom resources. And then I trust God to help me grow. Amen. Can we just appreciate all those guys who've shared so far? Wow. Wow. <laughs> all right. Number three. They can share for number three. Let me, let me give them number three. Gives to the poor. Mercy, she said. <laughs> Proverbs 19, 17. He who is kind to the poor lends to the Lord and he will reward him for what he has done. Proverbs 28 verse 27. He who gives to the poor will lack nothing, but he who closes his eyes to them receives many curses. So God is actually concerned that there is a distribution of wealth. That he gives his kingdom uh, sons and daughters the ability to make wealth, fulfills his covenant to them, and then uses them to uplift the lives of people around them. That's how the kingdom comes to those people. Many people will receive a blessing from you before they receive the ultimate blessing they need which is the blessing of the gospel because the bible says by our love they will know us it's because of your love that they will know who god really is and jesus taught by that in essence that caring for the poor was caring for him and turning away from the poor was turning away from him he says you know i was in prison and you visited me i had no food and you fed me you see giving to the poor is an essential value for christians and the Bible equates it to lending money to God himself. And the blessing implied is that as we undertake to care for those who cannot care for themselves, God will undertake to care for us. Something very powerful, by the way, about the way God does it. God loves poor people, by the way. He does. He does. He doesn't want you to stay poor. But he has a soft heart for the poor. The reason he wants you to be a blessing, he wants to make you wealthy so that you can become a blessing to the poor. In fact, there should be no poor among them. The, the Bible says... And so the reason he's going to bless you is so that those millions he blesses you with can become an uplifter to others around you. This is just the way he works. And he blesses us. Imagine if you wanted to become, if you had that, a guy called Elon Musk, one Elon Musk, was, his money was all tied up in stocks and he just needs $1,000. Uh, he's, he's stuck somewhere, he needs $1,000. 
and you just have a thousand dollars in your pocket and you happen to be in the same airport and you're like that's Elon being harassed for a thousand dollars I think he's good for it like I mean he's saying guys I have stocks guys are saying we just want money and you have a thousand what's the first thing you're going to do Elon you know by the way I'm one of your followers and I just happen to hear you have a bit of a problem I, I happen to have some dollars by the way those are the only dollars you have I happen to have some dollars <laughs> Why are you doing that? Because you know this guy, when he becomes your friend, you are you have invested. You will have a testimony. Yeah, you will. You've just invested in a testimony. Now, the Bible says, when you give to the poor, you are lending Jehovah. You're actually lending God. Like, just think about that. Like, what other investment could you have? that he's so good for it. Yeah. Who, who can repay you better than Jehovah himself? And he says, when you give to the poor, you're lending the Lord. Are there testimonies about gifts to the poor? Aha. Uh -huh, there's one there. Two. Hey, people are so aggressive with this testimony. Okay. There's one here. Two. Okay. Fantastic. Let's start with those ones and then we'll come around. Uh, yes, please. Praise God, church. Amen. Praise him again. Amen. Okay, my name is Cookie. I'm from Uganda. Cookie with a K. Ooh. Yeah. Come on. Not a C. Cookie. So no chocolate chip here. <laughs> um, anyway, um, so I came to Nairobi for school. Um, I joined Mavuno last year. Wow. Not even at the start of the year. Mavuno downtown. Downtown. Ish. Papa Kilo. Ish, ish, ish. <laughs> and I'm currently doing discovery. Wow. From a Christian back, a Catholic background, by the way. Wow. That's a story to share. Yeah. Anyway, um, so giving to the poor. Um, these people that we refer to as poor are very interesting and very funny people yeah. that know what they want. So you know you're an international student and you're going to these malls, you know. So me and my friends um, left church one Sunday and the Salmon series was on um, the different personality types. So we had just finished all the different personality types that very day. So we got to Sarit and as we are coming out, you know you're looking nice, you've put on your Sunday vest, a lady spotted me from the other side with my other friends, right? And I think she was sure she knew where she was coming. So she comes to me and she's like, Madam, Madam, avocado. She's speaking Swahili, but I could hear the avocado. So I'm like, I don't want avocado, but my friend had talked about avocado a bit earlier. So I tell her, no, I don't want, but my friend, I'm looking at the friend. The friend had already gone to the cab. That's a personality <laughs> type. So um, I ignored, and that personality type knows itself. Anyway, so... <laughs> I, I, I kept speaking to her, I'm like, no, 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 you know, I don't want, at that point, all the others came had come, all of them had come, sweets, cake, you know, think about anything, and then, I'm like, no, madam, I don't want, next time, eh, this lady was like, it's okay, then she started speaking in Kikuyu, so my friend was now translating, but at least you've talked to me, you're very beautiful, you're a very nice person, God bless you, God bless you, eh, so I'm like, hey, okay, let me bless you too. I got my phone, and then I asked her to give me her M-Pesa number. So as, as, I read, as she reads her number, um, I send the money, and then she, 
You know, she's constantly checking. She's like, thank you so much. Thank you so much. But has the name come Esther? You know, like she, <laughs> she's, she's trying to confirm if it's actually the number. So after that, I send the money. Ha. Huh. Then she's like, also me, let me bless you. You know, she was selling an avocado to me at 200 bob, right? Yeah. That's what you do to us. Juice is 50, you sell it at 150. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Um, right after that... We are um, sorry. <laughs> we forgive <laughs> On you. On behalf of all Kenyan hustlers, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> um, so right after that, she's like, let me also bless you. Let me give you my avocado. So I'm like, thank you. I didn't want it, but I took it. Huh. When I had just entered the cab like this, another man... He just came. I don't know where he came from. I didn't see him. It was like lightning. He just came and he's like, me too, I want food. So me, out of innocence, he's asked for food. I gave him the avocado. He just told me, I didn't ask for avocado. I want money, you know. But me, I had honored his request. So I tell him, next time, next time. He's like, I don't have M-Pesa. Give me money. So I just get money out of my pocket. A hundred shillings in this pocket, but I had a thousand bob oh, no. in the pocket. Ooh. So I just got it out. I said, I'm not going to put it back. Let me give it to this gentleman. I gave him the money. Then we got into the cab. My friends are looking at me like this. Hey, hey, hey. There's that Kenyan thing people say, Atishindwe. That's how I <laughs> learned it. So, I'm sorry guys, I'm taking long. But, like, you know what? Let me just so when I get to USIU Road, I'm seeing this kid. She comes following me with my shopping bags. Mama Ugali, Mama Ugali. I'm like, Jesus, one day. So I now have to take the kid to the shop. I take the boy to the shop. I get him Ugali. In fact, I asked him, pick. Then he picked the biggest pack of Ugali. Yeah, of course. I had 100 shillings in my pocket. The lady just told me, just pay that and give the boy. I give the boy, even before I could sneeze, he had already run. But then, on my way back, I notice he doesn't have the ugali I gave him. So I asked him, where is it? I'm like, take me where you've put that ugali. Take me. Wow. And then I realized they do this kapata trade. You know, you give them like something, then they go and take it to like these guys that make maybe ugali or something, and then they give them like really little money. So I follow him up and I tell him, take me to your home. Then he takes me and I look at the home and the mother is, I do not know what state that was. It was bad. It was really bad. So I now looked at the mother and I told the mother what the child is doing. And she just spoke to me. Okay, I was struggling with Swahili. I pick one word. You know how Indians just say, cup, bring, come, go. That's exactly what it was. So eventually I give the mom some money. I had some money on my M-Pesa. And I was sharing with Sharon, I think it's very intertwined with my tithe and giving to the poor. You get upkeep because you're not working. Yeah. When I gave my money, and then that was Sunday as well, so I had tithed. And when I joined Mavuno, I had said, I want to tithe faithfully. And now it was giving to the poor as well. The money that I would get as my upkeep, I get weekly. Right? So... What I, I would get as upkeep, like at the end of the month or at the start of you the month, now get I now get weekly. Wow. Now I'm speaking from the perspective of a student who's not in their country, yeah. who does not necessarily have like family wow. to constantly call, and a firstborn at that. You're calling, you want money. 
the others are at home looking, yeah. you know? So you have to be extremely, wow. you know. So, so every week. Give to the poor. Praise God. Give, give, give. Yeah. God protects. He cares for those who love the poor. I think we had, uh, was it Pastor, uh, Pastor Jacob, you gave up your opportunity. I thought it was you who, I, who, had, who had, we had selected. It was him, and then I think there was somebody, no, be honest. There is someone I picked. It was you. It was her. Okay, thank you. All right. You guys are like, me, 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 and there are like five of them. But you know what? Uh, I thank God there are many testimonies. Yes. <laughs> Praise God. That's a good problem. Okay, my name is Pastor Jacob. Come on, Pastor Jacob. Swahili hey. Campus. People from Swahili Campus, are you there? They're yes, right there. yes, yes. Uh, I may not be very comfortable talking about this because I know Pastor James, you know the space that I am in. Day in, day out, I help, especially these people who are vulnerable. Um, and the Lord has been very faithful wow. to my life. Wow. Amen. Wow. Amen. Most of the times I've been also kind of sourcing school fees for some of the disciples. And at that point, you find uh, on my side, I, my children's fees is required, but wow. I don't have it. Wow. But the Lord God has been solving all my problems yes. through giving. Wow. wow. Last year, um, as a family, we gave our first fruit, but it, it didn't happen in January. In January, we were just like thinking about it. Then February came. Uh, March came. Then my wife, I'm giving this testimony on behalf of my wife. I think she took that bold step to give our whole salary yeah. for the month of uh, uh, April. When she did that, I followed suit by giving the income that I, I got for that month. Uh, in that year, we were trusting God for a smaller car, at least because we, had, we have a car, we, and it was a big engine car, which uh, was kind of straining us. Yeah. Then it was getting to a space whereby it was like uh, uh, getting dilapidated, such that it was not mobile. So we were just believing God for a car, and uh, this one I will connect it to to your message uh, of ease and acceleration, uh, acceleration with ease. So we were thinking of just uh, around December or this year getting a, another car. But the Lord God is faithful through our papa, Pastor James. Come on. We got a car through our hey. papa. Hey. That was last year. Amen. And I remember sometimes back um, my son during the same season he was sent home for fees so we just got in, into the car. I was thinking because I was taking him back to school thinking of what I shall tell the school. Uh, as I was just on the way there is some money as a family that we were trusting God for. Uh, I got a message on the way back that the money has it to the account. Wow. So when I went to the school, it's like uh, 
the principal was telling me, I don't want to see you if you don't have money. And my boy remembers the, the words that I said. I, I told him powerfully, I'm paying. What is your problem? Hey. <laughs> What's your problem? <laughs> At the exact time that he had been sent home for money. So I praise the Lord through giving to the poor, through Amen. fast fruits, through faithfully tithing. The Lord God has been able to sustain Amen. us as a family. Amen. Amen. I think I want you to notice that generous people are generous. Yeah, sometimes you don't even know. I'm being blessed on all fronts. Was it because I gave to the poor? Was it because I tithed? Was it because I... It's like, everything, it's like blessing everywhere. Yeah. So I love that testimony by... And praise God. This man, he blesses. If you want to find a place where you can resource, maybe you're thinking, I want to bless the poor. Come and talk to Pastor Jacob here. Yeah. Uh, Pastor John of Oyakiwe Swahili. These men deal with people who need the help. And they will be able to channel your resources, your extra clothes as well, isn't it? But don't donate poor things. Don't donate things you want to throw away. Donate good things. All right? Okay, we had one more who was the lady over here. Thank you. Okay, hi everyone. Oh, that's you. Good evening. <laughs> you have a whole fun club. <laughs> Oh, wow. I'm really shaking. I don't know if my spiritual mom is here, Pastor Jojo. Oh. Abjo, I'm... Abjo, where's my mama? By the way, Kelly, I'm being warned that I should just sit down when you take the mic. No, 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 no. I've got to be quick plus fast minus slow. Okay. I, uh, what does that mean? <laughs> yeah, so last year I made like the biggest... Mic, uh, camera. <laughs> so last year I made a very huge transition. And from January to about um, August... I was uh, trusting in the Lord. Hallelujah. And I know I shared this testimony before, so I wouldn't go back to the fast fruits and how I ended up like becoming a millionaire last year. But I want to go to the part that had to do with my spiritual mom. So in July, I was turning the Jesus here, 33. Hallelujah. And I, I really wanted the birthdays. You know those birthdays for photo shoot, sucking my stomach, you know, balloons. You know, those big balloons, aluminium. So I had this vision that that's going to be my birthday and I'm going to post on IG. Thank you, Jesus, for this new year. Hallelujah. But then God literally rebuked me in my bed and he told me that's not what I called you for. Wow. And God downloaded this whole idea in my mind to go to Korogocho and Madare. Come on. Collect girls and have a, a, a match between Mademoa Madare and Mademoa Korogocho. So I have contacts there because of the work I used to do previously. So I just called my guys Watukwa Ground, Kambianyaze, Osesim come through. You know what I'm talking about. Mavuna Masharikim Sinipoch. I'm a Barbie. I live in Kilalashua. Anyway. So, so, so. <laughs> ah, sorry. Okay, hi. Guys, I don't want to take all the time. I don't take all the time. I don't want to take all the time. So, so, as I was sharing this idea... Okay. And I was, you know, just telling a few people about it. Like, it's my birthday. But, you know, instead of buying me stuff or taking me out or just wishing me a plain happy birthday, give me a thousand bob, give me this amount, give me yeah. whatever amount you'd give me. I love it. And one of the people who I spoke to is Abdul. She told me, you know what? First, go and open a dollar account. So I'm like, hey. dollar account? So I went to Equity, Mimi, remember? I went and they opened for me a dollar account. That's like, literally, today we talked Sunday. Monday, I sent a dollar account. She's like, fine, uh, you know, we're into that kind of stuff, so we'll just facilitate you just, you know, a few uh, thousand dollars. So um, she came, 
and 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 she came through and then also remember guys i was not working so me i didn't even have one bob the people around me over and above what um apjo uh facilitated gave me four hundred thousand. What? For my birthday. And this is my nurse, uh, people who, like an industry that gave me sanitary towels. A lady came with panties. Uh, my one of my husbands gave me like Oxford sets. I always dreamed to have an Oxford set. And I was giving people Oxford sets, you know? Wow. And that was a dream. So it was so interesting that God actually loves poor people. And yes. he wants us to be the hands and the faithful hands. Come I on. left that place without a shilling. And then there was this guy, guys, made relationship with Leisha. So to earn another testimony for another day. Heartbreak. We are mourning up to February 29th. And then we move on to Naga to Narudi Soko. Hallelujah. So uh, that's only for the Kenyans. So so God really loves. Over and above that now. Um, so people noticed what we did. Uh, the initiative is now called the KK Cup. And Kerika Giri Cup. And after that, people have literally been calling me, when are you doing something? I have this money. So people are entrusting money and huge budgets to me, little me, baby girl, uh, to do projects. So last year, I got to touch money that, honestly, even my salary, even my... Yeah, but right now, guys, just as I give the mic, we need a C200 Mercedes, please, somebody. That's what we need. That's what we need. Hallelujah. Uh, that's that's the end of my testimony. If if Kelly <laughs> By the way, if Kelly opened a church, would you attend that church? <laughs> Pastor Kelly, you're starting a church soon. You're a preacher of the gospel, you for sure. Yes. Oh my goodness. Pastor Kuria, make sure she preaches this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God loves the poor. Yeah, and God will bless you on behalf of the poor. And she says, God actually gave her money she had never seen just because she said, you, she would never have touched that money. But God allowed her to be a channel. When God realized this one is going to be faithful, God opened the floodgates. Yeah, and you know, I think you've seen some of the communities in Kenya that have been blessed. Some of the Asian communities, some of those Muslim communities. Because even the God of heaven, Jehovah, knows sometimes I'd rather entrust my money through another channel than my own people. Because my people will actually misappropriate the funds and buy the seed too for themselves instead of giving it to the poor. Yeah? So I think it's so important for us to understand God loves the poor. Put a budget. Remember I said be deliberate. Put a budget. Even if it's a thousand shillings, that's all you can afford right now. But just put a small budget and say this one is for the poor. Every month, this is what we give to the poor. Yeah. I mean, one of the things that we decided to do as a family is we said we're going to actually always pay school fees for children who can't afford it every and you know what we started doing that from the day our children entered school because somebody once told us the minute you pay school fees for a poor child god will pay school fees for your children i took that guy at his word and i decided as long as my children are in school i will always support other people's children and trust god to support my children and god in his mercy in his amazing mercy has provided so miraculously for our children's school fees. We, we've never lacked. Like, if I could tell you, okay, it's such a crazy story because God actually gave us an investment. Some of you know that we own a guest house. God gave us a guest house and told us, this guest house is to provide for your children. It's not for you. 
Like that's how much God loves my children. But guess what? When you give to the poor, you're lending to the Lord. And he said your children will not lack. You you provide for the poor children. Provide for children who can't pay. Ah, come on somebody. I hope somebody is convicted. You've had some powerful preachers in the house today. And I'm sharing this, I'm, I'm saying this, that, so I'm giving a platform for them to preach because I know you will be convicted. One of them may not convince you, but another one you'll hear the story, you identify with that story. The last one, number four, gifts to parents. Gifts to parents. Matthew 15, verse 3 to 6, Jesus replied, And why do you break the command of God for the sake of your tradition? For God has said, honor your father and mother, or anyone who curses their father or mother is to be put to death. But you say, if anyone declares what might have been used to help their father or mother is devoted to God, they are not to honor their father or mother with it. Thus, you nullify the word of God for the sake of your tradition. The Pharisees were like, you know, God is so important. So if you have money or gift to honor your parents, because, you know, in the Bible, honor is actually in substance. It's not just to say, I honor you, my parents. It is in substance. And he says, if you have something to honor your parents with, and then the pastor starts teaching you, by the way, give that amount to God. He says, you are nullifying the word of God with your traditions. Because God God wants you to honor your parents. That's how importantly God uh, sees it. In fact, the sixth commandment says, honor your father and mother so that you may live long in the land the Lord your God is giving you. This is the commandment, the only commandment with a promise. It's like it says, honor so that. The rest were just, thou shalt not. But this one is, thou shalt because of this. And God says, I will do this for you when you do it. He says, you will be blessed. You will live long in the land the Lord your God is giving you. God commands us to honor our parents. And honor, as the Pharisees correctly understood, is not just words but also substance. And the blessing of honoring parents is we live long in the land God is giving us. Which means you will enjoy the blessings of God. You can have land and not live in the land. You can have blessings and not enjoy the blessings. Do you know people who have blessings and they don't enjoy? Yeah, you have a big job, but you don't even have time to enjoy your salary because now they are squeezing the life out of you. And you're just running and running and running. You're earning millions, but you never ever enjoy the millions. All you can do is pay for a big holiday to Dubai to take your children in December. And all you can do in that holiday is sleep. Because you're so tired, you can't even be with your children. Yeah. And yet you're big short so-and-so. Yeah, God says you can have land and not enjoy, but honor your parents that you may live long in the land the Lord is giving you. These are, these are not spiritual, these are not blessings for heaven. These are the ones of hapa hapa. Here, here. You will receive them here, here when you honor your parents. All right. Guys, time is finished, but I, I, need, I need some parental honoring testimonies. All right, I can see Pastor. Is that for you, Pastor Passes? Okay. Are you sure it's not a tithe testimony you're squeezing in as a... Because your hand has been up for all of them. Okay, sour. <laughs> huh? Oh, are ah. you? Because you're my keyboardist, yes. Ah, I will okay. let you. Honor parents. And pa- honoring parents is honoring those God has put in authority over you. So it could be your spiritual parents. It could be your physical parents. But there's a gift for honor. All right. And then there's... Who, who hasn't shared? Pa- okay, I'll let Pastor Angie share. And then I need to allow somebody from the very back. They're feeling discriminated. All right. You right there. The blue. The guy in blue. Yeah, yeah. You with the two hands. Pastor Lane. Oh, that's Pastor Lane. I can't even see, by the way. All right. 
Pastor B. Okay, over there, Pastor B. By the way, have you noticed we've become a church where everybody is Pastor so and so? Wow. <laughs> I love it. Like every everybody sitting next to you is a pastor. All right, let's go in that order. Then we will see what the time is. Okay. Pastor Passes, okay. let's start with you. All right, great. So, um, in December 2019, I was called by the person who was discipling me then, and she gave me two instructions. One um, was that I needed to, so I had started getting used to honoring my parents every month, uh, but also that trick in there was that my dad would send back the money. So, yeah. <laughs> so you know, it, 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 it came back. So I was like, you know, I'll do it. But he always sent it back because he was like, no, no, my child is not providing for me. So, um, so, but now my disciple had to see the screenshot of the money being sent. So I sent and he sent back. And um, so at the end of that year, she said to me, one, um, she senses that what God was asking me to do was to honor all the people through whose homes I've gone through. So my parents stayed a bit out of town, so different people picked me from school every time and whatnot. So, um, so he, she said, pray about it, God will tell you how much. So I was earning um, such little money, so I, I didn't even know, at already 30% of my money was going to honoring parents. So I was like, hey, okay. The second thing she said was this December, give a birthday gift to Jesus. I was like, okay. Um, so I prayed, give the birthday gift to Jesus, and then gave my first fruit and then COVID hit. Wow. And now I had to honor my parents. So that meant that really my whole salary was going to honor because there were like five couples who really raised me. And because uh, I also had to, you know, give money that respects me. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, no, my, my salary was so little, so I couldn't give like 20 bob, you know, I had to. Help myself also. So I'd give all my salary, and thankfully in Uganda during COVID, you couldn't um, drive around. So my transport was taken care of by work because it sent a car, or you'd walk to work if there's no car. So anyway, a few months later, I was um, walking up the stairs, and my boss was walking down the stairs. So he meets me, he's like, oh, Where are you going? I'm, I'm going to pick requisitions, and I go back um, to finance. And he's like, Okay, by the way, how much do we pay you? So I told him, um, at that point, I was supposed to get married in June 2020. So he's like, oh, okay, how much d d does uh, Manu Mavuno pay, you know? So I told him, he's like, oh, okay. So he's like, so if I add that and then add an amount on, would that be fine for you? We can't pay you that kind of money. I was like, okay. <laughs> but, you know, it was a corridor conversation, literally, as if, he was going down and I was going up. So I was like, you know, maybe we'll have like a proper conversation. So I went to requisitions, came back down and went back to the finance office. And the finance manager is like, I'm so sorry. I should have renegotiated your salary. The boss is so mad. How can we be paying you this kind of money? And whatnot. Yeah. Yes. And I received a pay raise that was my fiance's salary, my salary, and then like a 40% on top. Hey. <laughs> and then, so, um, so I kept giving the owner money, and in COVID, I really wasn't spending money at all, really. That's the truth. Um, so I'd really, it was just, you know, honoring people, tithing, saving, that's it. And at the end of that, uh, um, in 2021, I was getting married. When I was, get, when I was going to get married, I was here. So um, eventually, when we agreed... <laughs> To, to sort of to, to do the wedding, I think we had like a three weeks notice. 
And so then my family was like, let's do it. So one thing you need to know is in Uganda, unlike Kenya... Weddings are weddings. Weddings are weddings, but also the man's family pays for Ooh. the wedding. Yeah. There's... Okay. Yeah, so you know, you as the girl, your parents... You've just, you've just changed somebody's thinking. Like, huh. <laughs> no, no, no. In, as the girl, your parents could dress you or your father would also say, when, when, your mother, when I was marrying your mother, I bought her dress. Let the man buy the dress. Come and on. they'll have nothing to say. So, you know, when, because our wedding was like a three weeks notice, we were really not, you know, financially prepared. And I remember I started receiving money on the side. So for me, I thought it was my relative's wedding contributions. But then when I'd send it to the number that we are supposed to send the money to, uh, my uncle would tell me, no, that's your money. So what my family was doing is that they'd figured out a way to cater for the whole budget because no one else gives them money. I'm the only person wow. who gives them money. So they paid for the whole wedding. And then they said, you know what? These guys in these meetings are being political. So if you want something, here is some money. You can use it to get what you want. Hey. What? That doesn't sound very African, but my goodness. Who is next? As we're still pro okay. We'll let the lady we'll let the ladies go first. We'll let Pastor Angie and then Pastor George after that. Wow. Um I I'm gonna give mine like Pastor Jacob. I'm gonna give it generally because for eighteen years all the above. But I want to give honor to you because you taught us this in 2006, I think, and 2007 in Mavuno. So for, two, for 18 years, I've seen the faithfulness of God. Yeah. Um, I'm wondering which, so everything, we've given everything, given to everyone. This is what we do. We, that's just what we do. I, on the, on the yeah. authentic part is sometimes we, we, I go around asking God, surely, if we calculate all the money we have given, we could have done a lot of things yeah. by this time. <laughs> so those, that's the flesh. Yeah? Yeah. The flesh is always like, surely we cannot give somebody else. We, we, who else can? We, we can't give any more money. There's no money to give. But generosity has been something that's been there. You taught us to tithe. I've always told you that. that the, yeah. I know the people who are in Mavuno even at that time, that our lives, I think, are very different because you taught us that. So we don't, we don't I don't think, we, I, do, I don't argue. Uh, tithe is tithe. Free will offering is free will offering. Give to press, give to press. Giving to the poor, we even built a poor woman a house. I mean, wow. we, and there's so many, there's just too many. School, um, I always wonder, maybe I'll, I'll, that's the one I'll give, I think, of I, I was educated abroad. And so when you're educated abroad, you want to do better for your children. Yes. Well, I have one, one said child. So I was like, I needed to do better by her. So many times along the years, I tried to save. I tried to say, let me save so that I give her. I have to do, I have to do better than was done for me. And it just never happened. I could just never save it. I could never get it all together. And um, <laughs> anyway, I'll say this. And those, I'm, I'm saying it humility, but I'm also very proud of that moment. But without my intervention, but because of all the, I feel the seeds, the, the gifts, the offering, the obedience in terms of giving and naming the seed. You know, for about two years, there was like when you give tithe, I would write it just for education. Yes. So I'm thinking I, I would see that in hindsight. But at the time I was doing it, I didn't think about it. I didn't think what am I doing? But like for two years, I would name my seed whether it is tithe, whatever I'm giving, free will offering, I would name it for education. So it's important to name. And also sometimes it's important to come to church with your, if you're giving cash, 
or even if you give by M-Pesa transaction, I will always write the M-Pesa transaction on an envelope, write a scripture, write the word, even if I give an empty envelope, because there's something that just giving by M-Pesa and assuming, it just, it, it doesn't do something solid. So those are things I would do. Write on the envelope what this is for, what the scripture is, all these things. But when Althea went to, I think I would say, three of the best universities in the world. Yes. She went to Leeds. She did her undergrad in Leeds. She did her, she had two masters by the age of 24. She, her first masters was in the, the London School of Economics and the second one in the University of Southern California. Ish. All paid for. So I remember, yeah, celebrate Jesus because yes. he did it. Yeah, he did. <laughs> but I remember when she was walking as, across the stage receiving her, 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 degree. her degrees, yeah. how the Holy Spirit asked me, look at you. Huh? You are here trying to save money. Yeah. To send children to school. Yeah. You did not have to save money. You needed to do what God has said in his word. Oh, come on. Concerning giving, and he will come and meet you yeah. at your point of yeah. need. Yeah. So that's the one I Praise would like God. to give. But I know Praise that there have God. been many. Yeah. Over 18 years, I have seen the hand of God. Praise I God. have never lacked. I have never slept hungry. Yeah. I quit my job in 2006. I yeah. remember arriving at the Mavuno Gate at two, in 2007, thinking, what have I done? But here we are. 18 years later, all we can say is that God has been God faithful. God is faithful. Amen. 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 Including now, one I thing you need Pastor to mention, M. you need to mention that you are a, sing, you are a single mom all that time. Yes, yes. So because you're a single mom who might not be knowing that little yes, factor. Yes, single mom yeah. all that time. And I don't know now, you know now the problem is I don't know where these things are recorded, but I think they're also tired of me. I'm always giving out their stories. But the very same, the only two people. So anyway, this, the Althea's dad... He had refused to pay school fees at 15,000 shillings when she was in kindergarten. And he had said that um, she, uh, he wanted her to go to a school that I didn't want her to go to, so I paid. But it is so amazing, I was laughing, because he is the one who he paid. He paid in dollars and pounds amounts that I was like, wow, only God. See God, how he can come through. <laughs> when you stop arguing with him and let him do what he wants to do. I think Amen. my last testimony, I must um, release to carry okay. a C200 because the car I drive um, hey. because the car I drive by faith you must receive it I can't see her where is she you, you must get it in Jesus name in Jesus name so the car I drive I was also bought and uh, it's, mine a nice is a, car. it's a BMW X5 come on and when that car was given to me, the person said, I want you to know that it pays to serve God. Hey. Amen. 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 This stuff sounds like magic, huh? <laughs> what? Pastor George. Amen. Praise Jesus. Pastor GK, George Karanja is my name. I, yes, I serve at Mabunurongai. So... Uh, my testimony is about uh, honoring parents. So let me start with the physical parents. My spiritual parent is another story. It, uh, it's, it's still in progress, yeah. but it is working. Amen. So 2022 is when we were planting Mavunurongai. And my wife and I had a restaurant in Kasarani. So we realized that the best days for business was on Sunday. So we had to decide. <laughs> 
do we plant or do we do business? So this is also to all of you who are planting churches. This thing works. And so we had a very tough conversation with her. This was my main source of income. And thank God for women in your life who can support you. Please marry, marry carefully and wisely as you pray watch. Yeah. And so we, we decided to serve God and forgo the business. So of course we were looking for a buyer for the business. And as I was praying, God tells me, give this business to your father. Now, the background is my father is a bishop. Yeah. And so I told God, I, I don't think I have the strength to give him as a father. Let me give him as your, as your servant. <laughs> because I, this was such a painful gift, I must confess. Yeah. And it didn't make sense to everybody but my wife. She told me, you know what? If this is what God is saying, just do it and do it by faith. Because we, 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 we decided we are planting the church. Now, when you're starting a church from zero, of course, the, the income is by faith. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> and so, um, I'll never forget this. So, uh, I think it was in February. I just walked into the restaurant, looked at it for the very last time. And then I just walked out. I didn't even pick a spoon. <clears throat> and so, I texted my dad and I told him, now, the restaurant is yours. Wow. And I remember I just went to the house and I told my wife I've done this. It was so hard because I could not believe, like I'm giving away my source of income, so what yeah. is next? Yeah. Now, three years before, uh, my partner and I had done uh, a delivery, a tender delivery to the government, and the payment was stuck. So two weeks after we gave out the restaurant, the institution calls me, and they are calling me to confirm my bank account. So I first, you know, you, you think these are pranksters. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I confirm and I call their office and they tell me, yeah, hey, have you given your, we, we need to pay you. So they give us the money, they send in the money. This is after two weeks. The same time when COVID has officially kicked in the country and restaurants have to close down. And I tell this to my wife. So by the grace of God, we set up a new business. We, we had enough capital to set up a new business which was in transport so we, we managed to buy a truck wow. and the money we got was the exact amount we needed for a deposit for the truck wow 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 now i want you to understand people we're not talking about magic tricks here we're not talking about uh spiritual manipulation we're not talking about you know pandambego because yeah. uh, somebody could hear this and just take it out of context we're not talking about giving to just, just throwing away money. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about understanding spiritual principles of generosity. There are hidden treasures in your giving. And my prayer for you as a pastor is you will experience God's gifts. You will experience these hidden treasures. When Pastor Angie said, I'm like her, because me, me, all those three, all those four, are things we decided as young Christians, this is how we do. And we've taught them ever since. She can tell you, she, she was one of the early Mavunites. From day one. From you, we came with you from Nairobi Chapel. <laughs> you know, the, the pillars of this church, the ones we planted this church with. And you know what? I, she can testify and tell you from when she was a young Christian and I was teaching this, I taught the same things I've taught you today. Same, same. And it's things that we have lived. So when I teach them, I don't teach them as, this is what the Bible says. I teach them because I even have greater revelation. Because now I have experience. I have greater experience of God's faithfulness. And God is faithful. 
God Amen. is faithful. God is faithful. Amen. Amen. Pastor He's M. a good father. Let's He's a good father. Here, back here, Pastor M. Can you turn off all those mics? Who are these people Pastor. taking over my service? I'm trying to finish yeah. the service. Oh, Pastor, okay, fine, fine. I'd promised. Okay. You promised, yeah. Even, Thank you for honoring your promise. I promised those two. So, I, can I give them? Sawa, those two, let them finish. This is a problem when the whole church becomes pastors. I tell you, Pastor Angie, it was maybe it was easy when there was one pastor in the church. All right, let's go, Pastor B. Praise Jesus. Amen. Uh, my testimony is about uh, honoring the parents. When we were taught this, I think it was on, in 2022. So when Pastor M, you were telling us to honor our parents, and not only honor them by our words of our mouth, but honor them with substance. Yeah. And I was like, um, when I get enough money, I'll honor them. But I remember Pastor Carol, when she came to on stage, uh, she told us, you, you can even send them an airtime just and tell them that you honor them. Yep. And I committed to send uh, my parents the little I had the following day. So I called my dad uh, during lunchtime and I'm, hi dad, have you eaten lunch? Um, I would want to buy you lunch as a sign of honor. Wow. And I want to tell you that I honor you and I love you. Eish. Guys, to be honest, my father, um, I think he was confused. <laughs> I, I have never told him I love him. He has never told me he loves me. But oh, we know wow. that we love each other. Yeah. Just like Pastor yeah. preached yesterday. <laughs> um, so he was like, thank you so much, my son. God bless you. But for me, I, I felt that was not enough. So when I visited them, vis visited them at home, because now I'm living by myself. Um, yeah, so when I visited them, I had like 200 for my dad and 200 for my mom. Wow. And I'm like, um, so we eat dinner. Before I leave, I'm like, um, I, was, I think I was my friend, my, my disciple. So I wanted him to learn from me. Ish. And um, Ish. And I was like, um, dad, are we, in our church, we have been taught about honor. And um, I'm, I'm giving you this money, mom, I'm giving you this money. And I, I want to tell you that I honor you. I respect you, I thank for, uh, for you wow. guys bringing me in this life, and I really love you. Hey, I've never been prayed like I was prayed that day. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I think what really uh, touched my heart is that, I think the following week, it was the first time ever my dad ever called me. Wow. And not to ask for anything, yeah. just to check how I'm going. Wow. And it was so beautiful. I think Amen. I almost cried. Wow. Um, I've wow. been honoring my spiritual leaders, Pastor Henry back then, control room, and Pastor Milton. Some of you think that Pastor Milton is my uh, biological dad because I'm always with him. Yeah. It's because um, for me, I really, really resonated with the uh, teaching about honor. And yeah, it's been a blessing. Wow. And uh, wow. Um, just to let him know, Pastor Henry, Pastor Milton, that I love you so much. Hey. And I want the all, Ma all Mavunais to know that I love you and hey. I honor you as my parents. Hey. <laughs> I love that. Wow. You know why I love that testimony? It's because he didn't just tell us what he, he told us how to honor. Yeah. Don't, don't wait until you're rich. Even if the little you have, put a little something in every month. Just, just do it. And then say, this is from honor. Um, this is how I honor you. And watch what the Lord does. Watch what the Lord does. All right. Pastor Lane, one more. One more pastor. 
All right, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Um, for us, I think uh, honor started uh, after we, again, I think the same time with also Pastor B, when uh, you talked about it. And that time, that year, we were trusting God actually to get married and we were saying, Ay, okay, we don't have enough. And um, at that point in time, uh, I was the one on salary. And uh, my dear fiance here was uh, uh, at that point in time uh, not working. And so with the little salary was to support myself and still support her. Wow. And um, once we got married, um, we said we'll faithfully honor our parents, yeah. no matter how much or how little. Uh, at first, it was very awkward because uh, when you take the amount of money that you want to send over to Congo, you're sending um, money for probably, I don't know, <laughs> a banana or a mango. Wow. Um, By the time you've done all the exchange rates and yes, all that. Yeah. Uh, because it's, Congo is just really ridiculous. And then even what we're sending home to Burundi, but we faithfully did it and say that we will honor our parents no matter what, whether we have or we don't have. Wow. Even if we pay fast fruit or we don't pay fast fruit. I mean, we, even if we don't have money to pay anything else, we'll still actually be able to honor our parents. And so with that, um, I can say one thing that we've had the privilege is that we've actually been able to travel without us paying a cent from anything we have. Wow. Number one. Yeah. Number two <laughs> is that um, with that, we have been able to even receive more than anything we could ever actually uh, attain in probably, let's say, if you were to calculate six months salary, we would never attain it. Yeah. And even our parents, what they did was every year, because they have an apartment on this side, every year, one month belongs to us. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And the last thing is that we were actually also blessed with the land that we never asked, sought for, or even imagined we could ever own land in Kenya. Come on, in Kenya. Wow. <laughs> guys, guys, there are hidden treasures in generosity. They're just waiting for you to unlock them, to understand that God actually just wants to break spiritual demonic forces of poverty in your life and greed and selfishness and poverty mentality, scarcity mentality. He wants to break that from you and push you into a place of abundance where you walk in a kingdom economy, where what you, what you do and achieve is not a, it's not, a, it's not a factor of your wallet. It's a factor of divine provision. Yeah, this is where God wants us all to be and we will get there. One of the things that I am really convicted is that we are going to do great things in this movement. I am I'm praying that this year we're going to start construction here at this Hill City headquarters. I'm really trusting God. And you know, it's interesting when we are in the prayer retreat, Pastor James has been bothering me for years about, Pastor, what are we going to build at Hill City? I need to know so I can plan. And I always tell him, uh -uh, I don't want, let's talk, I'm not ready. I don't feel like I'm ready for the conversation. But at the prayer gathering, at the prayer, just in that place of prayer, he came and said, Pastor M, you know I really want to know. This is the campus I lead. How are we, how we going to develop a headquarters for God's people if I don't have a plan from you? And I said, ah, Pastor, just sit down. And I said, here's what I want. And you know what? I just, out of nowhere, 
a clear picture. I just shared with him. It was so clear, the download, right as I was speaking to him. And God just began to confirm things that had been in my spirit, just percolating, but I'd never been able to articulate them, never been able to see them. And some of the things God said is that this hill city area will be a center of health and refreshing because it's a city on a hill that cannot be hidden. And it's going to become a, a demonstration of what all our compasses will be across the world. It'll be a center of spiritual health. I, I see as an adult and children auditorium. I see classrooms. I see a spiritual development center. I see a prayer garden where people pray all the time that's just open for prayer. A beautiful prayer garden that people can come and pray. It will be a center for not just spiritual health but physical health. I see, I see soccer fields, basketball fields, volleyball fields, skating area, gym, running track and a specialist hospital that will be on this site. It's interesting because these are just things that God just began to pour into our spirit as we're having the conversation. It'll also be a place of financial health. There'll be a business and incubation center that will be here. Remember, everything that will be here will be in our campuses. So this will be a model and a template that whenever we plant churches, there's a thing that is, we have a template that we can send everywhere in the world. So it'll also be a center of incubation. Businesses will be started in this place that are actually going to become influential businesses that are going to run and network across the world with other church, uh, other churches, uh, other, other, other Christians. Number four, it will be a center of emotional health. Amen. There will be a prayer clinic here. Uh, a prayer clinic. By the way, it will operate just like any hospital, but it will be a prayer hospital. People will come for diagnosis, for, for, for treatment and prescription, and it will be prayer prescription. And people will receive dramatic healing here. There will also be a counseling center as well on this place. Uh, to deal with emotional health and then number five it will be a center of intellectual health and there will be education centers here there will be recording studios as well and there will just be places to develop the talent of the young people in this area it's all going to happen i wanted to say it because words are powerful and sometimes you have to pro you have to announce the vision that god has given you so i'm announcing it in front of you that it's going to happen and we will watch it come up and it will be marvelous in our eyes. We will not believe that this was once a tenth city because of the things that God is going to do through this center. It will become a global altar. It will not be actually, a, you know, in prayer the other time I said this will be an, a, an altar for Africa. This will actually be a global altar. And God will be glorified in this place. Yeah, in this, in this area. And that model, because remember, this education center includes our, a, 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 a whole tertiary all primary to tertiary, all the way to the fearless uh, institute that will become a, a center of higher learning to equip Christians for the marketplace and for leadership in all sectors. It's all going to happen in this place. Right now we are, we are already making plans and working, our plans are advanced to do a sports center, a sports complex at Martin Luther Primary School where Mashariki Church meets. And we are trusting God that that's going to actually happen this year. By the way, I'm, I'm trusting God we'll do our first foundation for the first building here on Hill City this year. And I'm trusting God we'll also start that sports complex, even maybe finish it at Martin Luther Primary. Because the population there is huge of young people. And we want to create something that is actually not owned by the church there. We want to create something in a public primary school in partnership, as an MOU, as a public-private partnership between the church and the government that will impact the needs of the community in that area. 
and already the plans are happening we are working uh, very quickly uh, very uh, soon to, uh, to do that in addition to that I'm trusting God that we're going to have land for every Mavuno campus yeah every campus and we're going to be building buildings that will, will become centers of community transformation so that everything that is modeled here same same it will happen in your campus the scale might be different in some campuses but you know what if this is a referral hospital there will be hospitals in your campuses yeah so it will happen because this is a center this is what god wants us to do and i believe that the lord was saying as you build this then watch me begin to do this thing this thing will not be done by power or by might it will be done by the spirit of the lord but we will be part of it god will use us and god will bless some of you just yesterday somebody told me that they had a vision and they told me the vision they had was mavuno air i said oh god i don't want to be those he said mavuno air god is giving you an airline as mavuno church for the sake of the work that god, that he needs done i would never have had that vision but i received it as from the lord it just resonated as soon as this lady said it, it just resonated in my spirit it's actually going to happen i don't know how some of you by the way are going to be the captains of those airplanes and god is going to use you for that some of you god is going to bless you with billions for the sake of the kingdom <laughs> some of you will endow entire buildings the building will have the name of your family because it is your family that will give the resource for it are you understanding god is about to entrust some of you with significant kingdom resources for the sake of the work of god that needs to be done and i believe that this is what god wants us to be he wants to bless us so that we can be a blessing those hidden treasures we're trusting god for my prayer is that this today it has expanded your thinking a bit about hidden treasures don't think of hidden treasures as god paid for me my rent god gave me a nice car god gave me a nice promotion those are just small things i believe god wants to give you global size blessings for to solve global size problems yeah he wants to bless you big so that you can solve big problems and as long as you're seeing yourself as a channel not as a swamp but as a channel that as these blessings come they will not corrupt you but they'll actually cause you to be a source of blessing to many others that god's work will advance that the poor will be blessed that your parents will always thank god because of you that the blessings of the lord will be yours and it will be a virtuous cycle that as the lord blesses you and as you're more generous the lord will bless you even more and you'll even be more generous and this is how the kingdom of god works hey i want to i want to tell you i i, I really believe i'm going to become a living example of this I believe God has already blessed me significantly. But I believe that the blessings the Lord is about to bring into my family are way bigger. I sense that the Lord is about to take us into a whole new realm of understanding wealth and responsibility. And I'm I'm actually I actually tremble about it by the way because I understand responsibility. Some of these things sound easy that God trusted me with wealth, but wealth brings responsibility. But I'm telling the Lord, Lord, make me ready. Make me ready for the things you are about to bring. May I never be controlled by wealth. May I always be free with wealth and may I receive the hidden treasures. I want to be that ambassador. The ambassador doesn't need to own. When he enters a C2, it is being paid for by the state. It drives him where he's going and he comes back and somebody else services it. I don't need to own it. The Lord will provide my needs and he will make me abound. He will provide for me so that in all things at all times having all that I need, I will abound in every good work come on somebody give